0: love talk radio right, fans, here we go with the main event of the evening ladies and gentlemen attendants hosting men joining us around the world it's time for the Matthew you have been waiting for finally it's the, the show time hey, we, we dedicate our life to this sport we give we to up the camp. We run hundreds of miles, you know, for the ones that take it serious, and we just dedicate ourselves fully to our craft, man, we watch tape, we, we, we you know, we attitude, we booty, and we to that bike, to land on the, to land on the line. podcast I am your host Chris Carlson we are live on a Thursday night kind of randomly um, but you know we do have good reason to be here let's put it that way um, of course you you all know by now the Connor Ben and Chris Eubank jr has uh, the fight <laughs> I should say um, has been called off is officially canceled. Whether that means it's going to be, you know, ultimately postponed or just done for good, we do not know. Obviously there's a B sample. There is uh some hearings to probably go through through the commission there. Uh the Board of Control, you know, over in the UK. There's the you know, we we've kinda crossed this path before with the UCAD. Uh you know the system we have VADA, UCAD, uh a whole lot of information basically uh, out there. Um, a while back we did have the Des uh, hearing before the fight. That fight was uh, able to go through. UCAD, uh their testing did not, you know, come up with anything for either fighter. But it was the VADA testing which probably had to have been in the uh, the contract. Connor Ben was the one who tested positive for a banned substance um, so yeah, we're gonna talk a variety of things about it. There were some thought processes that you know they would just use the i think it's I can't remember the it's a federation that they were gonna use instead. We heard rumors, alleged rumors about you know. Uh, Sutherland and Hearn are, are going to push forward and just use a different government, you know, governing body. Uh, but Hearn, you know, to his credit, he did say in, in plenty of interviews that he doesn't want to do that. He'd like to just do this, but I guess the whole point is he'd like to use them, you know, cause he knows he's going to need them, uh, you know, in general, obviously, but, um, This isn't a brand new thing. The report is, but they did know a little bit about it. Uh, Well, they a little bit. They they knew a lot about it. I'm having a little audio issue, so kind of bear with me here. Um, Anyway, um, so they knew about it. It wasn't just uh, this week that the test came out. Um, Like I said, the B sample still needs to be checked. That's usually the exact thing, you know, as the as the A sample. You know, Eddie, Hearn, and Sutherland both wondered, well, especially Hearn was saying Connor Ben's not going to get suspended for this because UCAD did not find any, you know, uh, banned substance. So he's not going to get suspended by the the board. So, you know, why shouldn't this fight take place? Like I said, they decided not to to do the fight. They could have went a different route. Uh, there is some alleged reports about a possible uh, lawsuit. Um, and, you know, maybe there will be news in the coming weeks that this fight got rescheduled. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, I think the fact that a fighter was moving up in weight and one fighter was going down in weight and they had a rehydration clause in the contract, I think just all part of this resulted in, you know, canceling it basically um so there was a lot that went into this and i do have some um you know audio um from a variety of clips uh some recent like some this week and some in the last few years obviously you know promoters managers even fighters right even media and fans uh can be biased obviously and also can contradict themselves you know what I mean, so it's not like the craziest thing, but it is kind of funny, uh, the the amount of contradiction uh, that I'd say fighters, and well, media too, media fighters, promoters, you know, especially promoters that talk a lot, and Eddie Hearn just happens to be that, you know, there are a lot of great, you know, info and in, in, in discussions we have based off an of interview because he does like to go into detail on some stuff, some stuff that gets him in trouble per se as far as negotiating, you know, negotiating and whatnot. But um, we do have a variety of audio that we're going to play here, um, you know, involving the subject. Uh, but just right away, this is uh, ID boxing, um This is about the failed test, about the B sample. So this is something very, you know, recent as of yesterday and whatnot. This is Eddie Hearn, Um, some audio here.
1: Why is the B-sample not been tested yet? Because it's just a timing issue. You know. When was the test? Um, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. So How long does it take for a B-sample to be put through? It depends on, once you hear the reasons why that opening was dis- was required by a scientist, you'll see why. I can't say too much on it at the moment, but
0: ultimately that sample
1: will be tested by a specialist and all those conversations have been taking place. So the, the bigger issue here, Rob, is, in all honesty, is the technicality of Vardapp versus UK. The British Boxing Border Control do not acknowledge VARDA testing. We had a very similar situation with Billy Joe Saunders where he had an adverse finding on his VARDA test. Massachusetts banned him. The British Boxing Border Control said his UCAD test was clear. We do not acknowledge VARDA. So they need to make a decision what they want to do. If they don't suspend him, which they haven't and can't, he is clear to fight.
0: So obviously, and like I said, credit to ID Boxing. It's a good source out there, a variety of different, you know, Interviews and whatnot, I did want to, you know, before I play other clips, you know, I did want to You know allow him to Eddie to to say what he had to say he's making points and you know It it does, you know, it lines up with things we've seen Let's remember before we dig too deep in this and and play the audio and John's gonna join us here in just a, a few seconds here Let's remember there's a variety of corruption in boxing. There's a variety of corruption. That's okay. Uh, or at least we've been deemed okay. It doesn't get the, the big press like this one, obviously, you know, Oscar Valdez last year, uh, although it was on tribal land and that's why it was able to go through, or that helped it go through, um, Oscar Valdez for the Consejo uh, fight, right. Uh, That was a fight that there was a banned substance, but that was allowed to take place. Um, Eric Morales and Danny Garcia, a while back now, uh, there was a banned substance found. Danny Garcia's side said they want the fight. Let's do the fight. It is what it is. They went ahead with it. Uh, Also, um, Francisco Vargas uh, failed a test. I believe it was like a trace amounts type test basically the same thing as the canelo beef you know the the mexican ranchers and what they inject the cattle with and how they believe vada and, and others the committee the california commission they believe that francisco vargas uh you know just had traced amounts of that so they supervised him and, and tested him maybe more than they would have prior to his salido fight i believe it Um, So we have recent examples of fighters testing positive for a banned substance, Um, whether down the line, um, you know, obviously Wilder Pavekin, a trace amount of a, of a fairly new banned substance um, stopped the fight from happening, but it didn't stop Pavekin from fighting. I mean, that fight stopped, you know, got got canceled. But later that year, they basically the WBC because like I said it was a newly banned. They didn't have a lot of information, you know, a lot of professionals didn't with that drug and how long it stays in your system and you know, how what level of amount trace amount can you legally have in your body? That's kind of like with the Canelo beef that everybody says, you know. Um that that's a new rule in there too. Off the wada, you know through vada and whatnot, so basically we've seen fight you know we've seen fights get called off just to finish that Povekin item, he did then um, later fail another test down the line, but he was basically put under uh kind of probation in a sense, where they were going to test him and make sure he was clean and and yada, 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 so there's a lot of examples. Some other examples that I've seen people talking about, well, obviously just the weigh-in, you know, how we weigh in and and what's supposed to be safe and what's supposed to be helpful and weighing in uh, 24-plus hours before the fight happens and being able to rehydrate. Even the fight itself, um, a fighter going under a weight he hasn't been in a while and then having a rehydration clause. Um, the amount of mismatches we have throughout a year, whether it's at the prospect or contender level, or off TV, or sometimes on TV. Right? Sometimes it's a it's a maybe a mid level contender type fighter who's just staying busy because he can't get a fight or her get get a fight, and they you know they blow out someone really easy. We've seen it, you know, we've seen it. So there are a lot of corrupt things. Like I said, just mismatches alone, and, and you know rehydration and all that and so and you know there's a big there when we talk about you know there is a debate about the weight stuff you know the day of i remember in wrestling in high school um for the first couple of years of varsity i was the lowest weight and i would have to weigh in at about five o'clock and wrestle right about seven because i was first So there wasn't a lot of time to rehydrate. Plus, you didn't really want to get too much in your body because you didn't want to feel bloated, Uh, you know, as far as eating. You wanted to hydrate but not go too crazy with it. And same with food and whatnot. So there's a lot to talk about rather than just this. Uh, But I do want to talk about that a little bit. I do want to play some other clips, though, because the contradictions of the Vada and how important it is or how not important it is, you know, that's where I do have to say Connor Ben's ultimately at fault here um, because it was in his body, but Eddie Hearn has been, you know, very contradicting. And like I said, there's a lot of that going around, whether it's fighters, managers, media, and promoters. So I'm not just singling him out, but, you know, he's doozies out there, let's put it that way.
1: Bullshit. I've got a problem with is Vada testing not being in the contract. I can't let my fighter go in with a fighter off the back of John Pascal's failed test without Vada testing in the contract.
0: Boxing Social gets the credit for that one. That's him talking about that. And here's another one that really is like, come on, Eddie. Let's be honest about this here. I
1: don't need to save money. I want to put on good fights. So that was a good fight for the gun. So I'm disappointed. But what is the point in signing up for drug testing? Is when you fight, everyone just goes, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just let him fight." You know? So, and, are you, and, and the, the argument of, "Well, it's all right with you, Kat, is totally
0: irrelevant. You have signed drug testing with Vada, the best drug testing agency in my opinion in the sport. So it's completely. I'm gonna play that again. Just listen to what he says. I'm disappointed. But what is the point in signing up
1: for drug testing if when you
0: fail, everyone just goes,
1: oh, don't worry about it, just let him fight. You know? So, and and, and the argument of whether it's all right with UCAD is totally irrelevant. You've signed drug testing with Vardar,
0: the best testing agency, in my opinion, in the school. So, you know, the the UCAD, you know, when he says stuff like that about... That's not even really a debate or talk or discussion we should have because Vada found it. You know, here's Either some more. The Vada rules not kind of being in line
1: with WADA, UK, etc., etc. Does it kind of create a grey area for whether he's done wrong or not? Not really. We signed up for a Vada test. And he failed a Vada test. If we'd signed up for a Vada test or a UK test only, he would still be fine. But we signed up for a Vada test. And, you know, I've, I've spoken to the British Boxing Board of Control. If UCAD and WADA don't do something about this for boxing, this is going to end in tears and injury.
0: Tears and in injury. That's, that's what he said it's going to end in um, when it comes to that. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to single out Eddie, but it's it, this is what it is. You know, he brought up the UCAD. He brought up all this stuff, and then, and that's what it kind of made me go. Hold on, I've heard these conversations before with you in discussions and interviews, and that's not what you said then. You know, um, if you signed up for Vada testing, guess what? You signed up for Vada testing. And so I agree with them there, but it is kind of funky all of a sudden when it's his fighter you know, it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and bring in Sean into the fold here. We're going to discuss this topic. What's going on, John? How the hell are you doing on a Thursday night, sir?
2: Chris, how's it going? Uh, good to be here with you as always. And unfortunately, for boxing, even though we're used to these infamous black guys for boxing, I, I still think it adds up and it, it makes things worse and worse. So, and not not a not, not a good night for boxing in terms of the Ben Eubank situation that you're uh, discussing.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I said, I did want to kind of go over, um, you know, some of those other items that we've recently done, you know, to only get dramatic about this scenario when we've had fights that went on after drug, t- you know, failed drug tests and all that and all the other stuff corruption-wise with the rankings, Of the sanctioning belts, like I said, the the gross mismatches that don't get that You know sometimes if it involves a fighter people know, oh my god, then it was you know, then it's just Horrible or or a platform or or whatever. You know what I mean? So um, As far as a black eye to the sport like the sport will never recover type stuff. No, we're not Or I should speak for myself there, but we're it's not it's a big deal and it should be treated like that. That's why we're doing a special show for it. But we don't want to act like, this is it. This is what's killing boxing. This is the only thing either. You know what I mean? We want, to, we want to kind of blend all this stuff together. And we've heard a lot of different debates. You know, like, well, the fighters say they're okay with it. Then the fight should go on. We, we heard Eddie Hearn recently say, well, UCAD did not come up with the bat. you know, my fighter's not going to be suspended. So, therefore, you know, this fight should proceed because it's just Vada, It's not UCAT uh, saying that. And, and if you're not going to suspend my fighter, then why the hell, you know, shouldn't the fight keep going and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, obviously the the pressure folded. And it is kind of funny because, you know, by the way, the the board of control, the British over there, British Boxing Board of Control, it's like, you know, they knew about the test. They had to have known about the test, you just well, I shouldn't say I, I know for a fact that they knew it. I assume that they would at least hear that the VADA testing uh took place in, in the, 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 the you know, the, the the amount the trace amounts or whatever, you know. The the finding basically of the failed test that I assume I shouldn't I shouldn't say things I don't know for a fact. Um well, so no, I that wanna is make the, that is clear. The-
2: jumping in chris though but my understanding is that's the problem because there, there were some credible sources then that came out you know I, I was looking at it like well at least the you know british board of boxing control is, is stepping up and doing the right thing but then there were some credible sources reporters that reported right along the lines of what you're saying that's just why i jumped in that that yep. i believe date was september 23rd or something like that that the British Board of Boxing Control must have known by somewhere around that date. I can't remember the exact date, but it was in late September, and that they actually were in the process apparently of just kind of sitting on it, and then uh, you know waiting one of for these... the B
0: sample. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: That, well, apparently didn't seem to be they were waiting on doing much of anything, and right, then uh, right. the uh, you know you know some journalists got wind of it. And then it got reported, and then they did the right thing, which ultimately did lead to the fight getting called off, which you know I'll chime in was certainly the right decision uh, as soon as I heard about it I'd been you know tweeting that, and so I think it turned out right in the end. I mean, the British Board of Boxing Control did do the right thing in the end i I do give some points for that, but it is more disturbing, I agree if those reports are correct, which they seem to be that, as you were alluding to if if they knew about it and they were in the process of sitting on it, you know really, let's face it to, to benefit you know Hearn and the promoters of this fight uh, then then that that's bad you know I mean when you got because you know even though they've had problems in the past too, to me you know you you always have to look to really in boxing being so unregulated with credible regulators, you know I do look a lot of times to the Nevada. Commission you know maybe may New Jersey, maybe New York at times, um, you know then maybe sometimes the British Board of Boxing Control, because you can't look to the alphabets I mean people that do that to me are you know you're you're just a fool i mean you can't you can't look to the alphabets they're they're not credible and and their history of corruption's over the top, so it's disturbing if the British Board of Boxing Control you know wasn't going to act on their own and do something about it until attention got got called to it um but in terms of situations as you were talking about um have some differences but to me most of them most of them are the same and really but two of the most disturbing or two of the most recent you think it would be the opposite uh you know and you've already mentioned them both i mean you know i like tv wise I, I like a lot of what Top Rank's done recently, and, you know, I, I was really critical of them, but I've liked that a lot lately. But this was just a reminder. I mean, and I was critical at the time, so I made the right call at the time. You know, I, I thought the Valdez situation was a disgrace, shouldn't have gone on, and Top Rank certainly was complicit in that. I mean, they were leading the charge. Uh, this is the same thing here, that, you know, Hearn, he got away with that with Gillian White, with Rivas, and then he was trying to do the same thing here. But it is what Top Rank did. These situations, to me, are, are actually, they, they tried to downplay him, you know, Top Rank and, and aram and then Hearn, but these are really the most egregious because you got somebody that they knew failed a, a drug test, and, and Vada's testing is very credible. And um, they tried to have to fight go forward anyway, which is is a risk to the other participant you know boxing's the most risky sport as it is you know really bar none uh and you know you to have p d somebody with a positive performance enhancing drug test to go forward in you know a combat sport where you know you're you're risking lifetime injury or death i mean it's not an exaggeration to say that that that's just a fact, not to mention long term damage um You know, like you said already, you can't you can't put it down to you know some fighter who needs a paycheck. Well, they you know the opponent, in other words, in this case, Eubank, they want to go on. I mean, that's absurd. I mean, so let's take it to extremes, which sometimes you have to do with these arguments to to illustrate what you're talking about. So, I mean, if Conor Ben was admittedly on on all kinds of crazy PEDs and and all kinds of cycles and stuff, and and Eubank said, yeah, I want to fight him anyway. Are we going to let that? are we going to let that happen of course of course not i mean you know it it would be absurd so that that's not even a a, an argument in things and so i think these last these two two of the more recent situations are more the same to me like with canelo and, and i really don't just say it because of canelo even people who really know the medicine on this even the um even the Nevada Commission, I think, was looking at it the right way, but they have a strict liability policy, which they held to. They they didn't back off it. But I mean, the the, the clenbuterol in Mexican meat is, is that's a real thing. I mean, we're you know that's not made up. I mean, that's not yeah, made yeah. up for boxing or anything. I mean, like that's yeah. a real thing. NFL
0: teams, NBA teams have all we're all when they go down there. Yep, and say, hey, yeah, watch but, out and, for this.
2: And and you know me, you know and there's been different Mexican. Athletes that have got, and it was clenbuterol in Canelo's case. In other words, it wasn't yep. like it was another PED, and it was a trace amount. So, you know, I mean, conspiracy theorists said, oh, well, he knows that people are going to say it's, yeah, you know, you could go that far, but then the clenbuterol only does certain things, too. It is a PED, but, but I mean, you know, trace amount. It was a little bit, I mean, I think Nevada did the right thing. They got a strict liability, i said on that one, too, even though, you know, I, I've, I've been a believer. like Canelo. I did agree and on that one too. He had to get suspended, but in that particular case, I think you know we'll never. To me, we'll never know on that one. You know, we'll, we'll we'll just never know. I mean, it's possible it was Mexican beef. Um, it, it really could have been that. Right. Povetkin, I think you know with his history and you know even even that drug. I mean, it's a drug for open heart patients. I mean, you know, c- come on, you know. Uh, Just the Russians, you know, at the amateur Olympic level, you know, and and really now the Olympics are pros. I mean, they use physicians for the doping. I mean, they got suspended from the Olympics. It's just, you know, most of these cases, I mean, there's really just no excuse. These these, you know, certainly the fight shouldn't be going on. And in Canelo's case with you know Golovkin, it did not go on. So. That's another thing. Nevada did do the right thing. I mean, you know, they they went with the strict liability. But this this last situation with Valdez,
0: yeah, we could say six crazy. months or whatever he got. You know, they right. that's not enough punishment. But hey, something it didn't go through at the time. Exactly. You could say it wasn't enough,
2: and I understand that in boxing because the fighters don't fight at the elite level don't fight that much anymore. I get that, but it did happen, and that fight was postponed. Golovkin got a a substitute softy in Matt erosion uh, who, who had no training. So he got paid, you know, you not get, but, and, you know, he gets, he got, and he got, Cadello took a pay cut. Then when they did make the fight, so he made out fine um, in that instance, really. And he got the fight then anyway. Um, and it still was for the lineal title. So, you know, that, that kind of worked out under those circumstances, but this Valdez thing with Conceicao. Sal you know, and uh, this now, this Eubank ban, I mean, he, these were disgraces. I mean, top Rank that was a disgrace, pushing that forward with Valdez. And and it was a disgrace what Hearn did here, trying to push it forward. Yeah, it's boxing and stuff, but, you know, what we're talking about real dangers here. It, I mean, if the drug testing is going to exist, that should be it. And, you know, Chris, I've always said this, too. This kind of takes me back to the – you know, some people don't seem to get this, but it is real. I mean – if you really, really step back from it outside of boxing tradition, I mean, you know, what do you, what do you need promoters for? I mean, you, you really don't, you haven't needed them for a long time. And why I bring that into this is because like, I, I you know, maybe in the Hearn situation, you know, Eubanks worked out with a different outfit very recently, but, but like, you know, in, in, in that situation with Aram, you know, Top Rank had been working with both fighters. I mean, you know then they like like a promoter is is really in the essence of the original idea of promoter would be like they're just like putting on the fight you know what i mean like like they're not an advocate for one guy and you know we we and i'm not just saying it's it's just hern but but he's the guy that gets the most over the top with it you can really say that you know he's walking his guys to the ring <laughs> you know i mean you're yeah, you're sure. supposed to be just like promoting the fight i mean once once the fight you know in other words kind of like once the fight is signed you know it, it's like really it, it should be you know you're the promoter you're kind of like representing both you know both guys so you know we're so used to this in boxing with they sign a guy and then you know they, they make money off it and they're they're quote the promoter but but what are they really doing i mean you know in other words the guys promoted now and look i've said this a billion times and it just does apply to all sports i mean all sports are driven by tv and broadcasting they have been for ages so that's got nothing to do with the promoter in other words right in theory you know if a tv network and, and you know they dabbled in this but then it just becomes a hassle for them
0: but like in theory yeah, who's promoting the nfl you know the right, nba right. do we all just it, it, go just like man it, it, Adam silver says it's going to be a good game i'm gonna i'm gonna pay attention
2: right it's like it's a ha- exactly it's like it's a hassle, but like you know really in modern times the way it, it kind of would work because you know we know this was what drives it anyway like you know like the, like you know the zone would just be bens like not Hearn with the zone you know we know he's got the match room u s a thing and stuff but it just wouldn't even be Hearn. it would just be like you know, show, and let's face it, it was very close to that for a long time where like HBO was doing that and show, you know, that's where Lou DeBella came yep. from originally, then became a promoter. But, but that was when they were exercising a little more power in a good way where he was making, you know, he was making the matches. Remember like Jay Larkin with Showtime? I mean, you know, I'm not saying they're still not involved, but like they were then, I think exercising a little more clout in making the matches. And, you know, remember HBO for a while, we've talked about it, but these were good things. Like they were ignoring the alphabets for a while saying, you know, we, we don't need the alphabets. We're bigger than the alphabets. Um, you know, PBC did that at first. Um, but, you know, it, that that's where, you know, the Ali act was well-intentioned, but, you know, for, for some bad practices that you saw around that time with some promoters. But I, I think, I don't think it's the beneficial thing at this point. You know, I think really, like I said, in a bad way, I think when you saw some of the things PBC was trying to get going early on and then, you know, the competitors were just throwing the Ali Act out there. There was no fighters alleging PBC violated the Ali Act. That's what made me laugh as a lawyer. It was other promoters, (laughs) other competitors, you know what I mean? Like no no fighter was coming in and saying, hey – you know, PBC violated the, the Ali Act, you know, and, you know, because they can get lawyers and stuff, too. You know, they they, they robbed me. That, that never happened. You know, it was Golden Boy and, and you know, Top Rank was saying PBC's viol- – you know, and so to me it just – Yeah, they actually noticed,
0: had a couple of on the stand, or not on the stand, but at least in some sort of discovery, and, and they actually didn't yeah. say anything bad about them.
2: Right, exactly, exactly, and and I was monitoring that closely because I thought that was the essence of it. And I thought this is this is a joke. This is this this is not being driven by any boxers. Um, so why I don't want to divert too much, but that goes to me where like Hearns getting involved here. Like if a promoter in theory was like really necessary, and then they were in this position where they were really doing their real job, which is just promoting like the fight. You know, two guys, not one guy. I mean. Then Hearn would be, you know, in other words, acting in the best interest of kind of the fight in the sport would be saying, oh no, one guy's tested positive. This can't go forward. I mean, you know, this like it's his quote unquote his guy, you know, who tested positive, so he's got to run out there and advocate for him. And 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 they literally did, you know, bring attorneys in apparently, you know, today to try to make a last ditch effort to have the fight go on. But but again, that's really just. You know, they're saying Eubank doesn't care, but, you know, we, we can't have that. I mean, and, and what Top Rank did was a disgrace, too. So it's, it's not just picking on Hearn, but the, these two instances with Valdez and Ben have really been a disgrace be, but with the trying to have the fight go on. I mean, with with the dangers. And, and to me, it tied into, and I was talking with somebody, a, a former hardcore fan who's Now, not really following the sport, but I was thinking it, and he mentioned it. I was talking to him tonight. Um, You know, we had the two NFL incident, and I saw a lot of fans like us, Chris, or you know, people who follow the sport, commentate regular. But but a couple of them were saying, I don't actually don't think this is a good thing, even though it is true. Like. I saw them tweeting out like, oh, we, we see that in boxing or, you know, MMA every day. That's not, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Where, Well, that's kind of going to be the problem for boxing and in an MMA, you know, even though boxing has been around figuratively forever. There's still, as the popularity shrinks, you know, I, I, I've thought for a long time there There's going to be an inter- i don't think a lot of boxing fans really appreciate this now you know, you know because it's been going on for so long but but someday there's going to be an, there's going to be an intersection between the dropping popularity of the sport and the light bulb going off for people who don't care about boxing, but they're seeing like a a tua taglia vioa you know, out like that and it's NFL and then saying, well, there's something worse out there, boxing and MMA and and it's going on. In other words, it's going to become an easier and easier target as the popularity shrinks more and more. And we see that all the time. That's why if you do enjoy following the sport and you want to continue, that to me is another reason why, you know, you you, you actually do kind of, I I shouldn't say need to, it's just a sport. You can do what you want, but to me, don't criticize people who follow the pay-per-view numbers and what money's being made and what the popularity is and what the ratings, because I, I think someday when that intersection gets at a level where the popularity of the sport is plunging so far and the awareness of this kind of violence and head injury gets more and more prevalent, people become more and more aware that then someday there's going to be people who don't care about boxing except for the fact that it's so violent that'll turn and say, "Hey, get rid of this," and it might just take hold all of a sudden. You know, just because it it's just like anything else in life, just because it's never happened before, doesn't mean that there's not a day when it's going to happen. And it to me it ties exactly into what we just saw with this thing with Hearn because you know we see boxers get knocked out like Tua did all the time in an NFL setting. But then, when you have like Eddie Hearn wants Connor Ben to fight, it's like You know, it's kind of like insane to the general public. You know, like <laughs> we, we want PED guys. We're testing them for PEDs, but then we we you know guys want guys want to let them fight anyway. When when even if there's no PEDs involved, the the injury risk is is so high and extreme, and so violent. So, I think it directly does tie in, and, and you're just. You're, you're getting into really you're, – you're going over the top. You're really getting into craziness. And, and Top Rank did the same thing, and, and that was an ESPN fight. I, said, I tweeted it at the time, and, you know, on my role with Transnational, I was strongly in favor of Valdez being out of the ratings, which did end up carrying the day. But there were some people that were saying, no, that's not our place. But, you know, you, you got to at least have those kind of those sanctions. Like you said about the canal for the six months. I mean, maybe it's not that much. A year would be more meaningful to a boxer a little over a year, but it's some something better than nothing um so you know her, her was just trying to run with a nothing here um and you know at least the British Board of Boxing Control got it right in the end but but these reports you're hearing are not good um but come on, you know, look, we know promoters earn it to make money but and we know it's boxing but but and it may. Because some people may sound corny, but I don't think it is. Because we're still on the planet Earth, and you got to have some morals. I mean, you know, with the risks of this sport. Come on, when a guy has a positive PED test, you got to step back, go on to the next fight, Eddie Hearn. You know, I mean, he he should have he should have done that on his own. And yeah, and actually,
0: should've... and just following up from the behind the gloves uh, interview, Eddie Hearn on the BBB of C prohibiting. Bank and Ben he said bear in mind what's happening during last uh, what's happened during the last week or so the board were aware this seems like a funny time to move forward with that ruling when they've known for some time that's Eddie Hearn saying so yeah well um, I mean I mean he says a lot of stuff don't get me wrong but at least we are getting a lot of waves that that was the case and it would be, I mean, if that's not the case, then we got even more problems, you know?
2: Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, but, exactly. But, but Hearn is like, I mean, again, I, I feel comfortable saying as a lawyer because it is comparable. He's not a lawyer, but then he went and got him at the end when he wasn't getting enough traction. I mean, he, he's making lawyer arguments, you know, for the fight to go forward. You know, I, I mean, it's not. It's just not his. Even though he's the promoter, it's not his place to me. I mean, you know, yeah, we know about the money and stuff, but like I said, I mean, you know, it's got to be some morals at some point. I mean, you know, well, he was saying, well, we're
0: gonna have we're gonna have a specialist check it out. It's like, well, didn't you already have that? That's called Vada, you know?
2: Right. What do you mean you're gonna get another specialist? And and I agree with the fans that say. Why are we doing Vada if a guy's going to test positive and then we're going to say it doesn't matter? I mean, it's totally – then you're just saying it's just a show. I mean, and you know what? With what Arum and Top Rank did and what Hearn just did, that is what they're telling you. And, you know, the WBC too. Because, look, the WBC tried to make an excuse for Povetkin. They tried to make an excuse for – they did make an excuse for Valdez. You know, I mean, they're they're not – Credible. they're corrupt. So, you know we, what we've seen was disturbing. Now, Vada themselves are not like that at all. You know, Doctor Goodman involved, who was you know, boxing doctor and a neurologist, and you know, maintains credibility there really. Um, so again, that, that's good for VODA, but it looks like the peak, it looks like the WBC. I mean, I don't even want to say it looks like it just is. I mean, let's face it. The evidence is all there now. I mean, the WBC and, you know, Hearn and Aram, I mean, it, it was just a show. I mean, it, you know, there was no real, you know, there was no real interest in in drug testing. I mean, being real. I mean, because there couldn't have been because when, when your guy tests positive and then you're you're making excuses, and you're having the fights go forward anyway. I mean, it's a joke. So um, you have to have – and, you know, that's where the commissions a lot of times aren't strong enough. Um, because sometimes now, you know, you get them saying – you know, there are people who, when this comes up, have delved into a lot. And it is true. I mean, you know, that's that's where – you want to defer to these more powerful commissions, but it gets disturbing because you've got them then saying like, well, you know, we don't really have the resources to do that and monitor it. And and again, this gets back to this big problems for the sport, you know, big, big problems for the sport. Um, Yeah. Big problem. Because, you know, the dangers, the dangers are so high as it is. And, you know, if you're not, and and I, I, you know, sometimes just gets kicked around, and you do have to get to a point where you honestly debate it. Uh, is is distasteful as it is, and you know, I'll think about that then too. But I've still always then come down on the no, no, we, it, they shouldn't be. Is you know, should, should, is the answer to just and this is probably what the Hearns and the Arams of the world would want now. I mean, do, do you just make it all legal? You know, you know, in other words, you just say, well, we don't care. You take what you want. You know, get the best doctors and. You know, I, 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 you know, when this stuff goes on, especially, and in all sports, look, you know, people, have, even in baseball, you know, look look at the damage that's done to baseball with, you had so many people using it, then is it being policed, and who's still using it? And you know, let's face it, you know, baseball's, the last 25 years, I mean, the stats haven't been the same in baseball, it, it hasn't had that same meaning that it used to. Um, so that's hurt that sport, I think. Um, boxing is the most dangerous, so you're going to have the most outrage, and it shouldn't happen anyway, just morally, but you're going to have of course the most outrage if there is a ring death um, or a catastrophic ring injury where the guy that inflicted it is on PEDs I mean, you know, as long as these PEDs keep creeping in, I mean, that. Unfortunately, that that is going to happen sooner or later, and you know you got the same risks in MMA, but the risks are worse in boxing because of the you know head trauma being more prevalent in boxing even than in, in MMA. So it's it's bad. I think I think we are. I like what you said before because I think that is the debate. Like, well, you don't want to go over the top. Boxing has had these incidents, and and then to say every time, oh, it's over. You're right. You can't do that every time. I'm not doing that today either, but that intersection I keep getting to is going to come between you know boxing doing these kind of things and uh you know the sports popularity dropping to a point where it it just becomes it just becomes an, an easy target to, to for people to start saying, "Hey, get rid of this." I, I don't th- and- I don't think it should be Ruled out that, that that's going to happen someday.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I mean, in some ways, it's happened already. You know, plenty of you know, right. there, there's you could talk to so many people that used to be casual fans or are right. currently, and they just they wouldn't they'd be like, nah, it's just corrupt. I can't explain all the reasons why, but it is. And they just believe that it's 100. Uh, compared to other sports, let's put it that way. Um, and by right. the way, there was, um, you know, a, a joint statement released by the promoters, and Wasserman, uh, blasted the, the BBBC for being uh, procedurally flawed and vowed to keep up a legal fight. The statement read, uh, after discussions with various parties, we have taken the decision to formally postpone the bout between Eubank and Connor. Or Connor. Uh, It is undeniable that the British Boxing Board of Control's decision to withdraw their sanctioning was procedurally flawed and without due process. That's what uh, they were talking about. Eddie Hearn's matchroom company challenged the board's refusal to sanction the fight with the promoter insisting there's no reason in terms of suspension or violation that the fight should not take place. Um, Now, it's probably, you know, I don't know all the, the bylaws or the detail of, you know, the reasons they, they got to feel pretty comfortable as far as postponing or canceling this fight legally, you know, the legalities of it, uh, because they did it right. Um, but you know, Coppinger did bring up, you know, other, you know, other avenues they could explore like the Luxembourg, uh, Borg, uh, boxing federation. It sanctioned the 2012 H in London after the, uh, you know, the, the board uh, prohibited the bout due to physical altercation. Uh, so there are other options it could have went to, but it seems like, uh, and he, he reported that there was, they were attempting to uh, obtain a court injunction, uh, injunction um, as well. He reported that, you know, I, I've heard Hearn come out and say that part of it's not true. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's not a, You can never really just leave it up to fighters. This is from Matchroom as well for Conor Bed at the public uh, workout. I've not committed any violations. I'm not suspended. So as far as I'm concerned, the fight's still a go-ahead. This was, you know, yesterday and whatnot. And he said, I've spoken personally to Eubank, and we're both a go. But like you said, you can't really leave it up to the fighters because they're going, you know, they're going to do what fighters are going to do. And plus, you know, look at the undercard fighters, too. Like, they're getting screwed out of this as well. Um, and we can have a debate of what, you know, the actual banned substance does and once it gets, because the estrogen stuff has been thrown around out there, like, well, it's estrogen, you know. What the hell would that have to do with the male body? But, you know, there are reports and some detail, not reports, but some detail that I've read that says, it actually turns it into testosterone once it's in your body. And, you know, there's a variety of stuff. Either way, it's, you know, it's prohibited at all times, period, uh, under water. And that's what water goes off of. So either way, it doesn't matter if it's a trace amounts, you know, or not. I mean, this was a, a tweet by uh, Fred, trace amounts. The tests are examining uh, molecule structure of the body uh, of the of the of the blood and urine samples, um, what do you think they detect? They're all trace amounts, you know, and, and it's true because a lot of people get stuck into the trace amounts, which I understand them detailing. But like we said, you know, there are some facts behind this stuff too, in bringing up you know Oscar and Canel or the Francisco Vargas and and some other ones that we've talked about too that are well known that. That is well documented about the Mexican ranchers and and when you know like we mentioned when NFL teams go to play in Mexico or NBA they say guess what this is a real thing and you could pop on a test Um, right so like they did with Francisco Vargas they looked at it decided and after the Canelo they now do have a, a you know they do have a you can have this amount of trace amount in it in your body technically uh, and may you may be okay like Francisco Vargas was because they they supervised him and make sure nothing else popped out or that same thing didn't come even stronger as far as the amount, a higher amount and stuff and, and he was able to, to fight. So, like I said, there's a we mentioned the Eric Morales Danny Garcia fight. How that was you know, that was at that time I believe Golden Boy and Al Heyman uh were the two top in showtime. Uh you know, not that the network would necessarily well the network could just say they don't want to show it, I guess, too. So right. you know, let's let's bring up everybody involved in all this stuff that's like true. you did as well.
2: Yeah, I did um, this, uh, but yeah, I, I so agree with you. I just I think wanted to ESPN cover a couple should, of uh, bases I, too. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think ESPN should have pulled the plug on that Valdez fight. Um I did say that at the time, so Right. Uh, I was surprised they did I was surprised they didn't.
0: So, overall, um, it is a good thing, you know, that they did, you know, prevent it from happening. You know, we can't bend over backwards, (laughs) you know, giving them praise because, you know, as it's been widely reported, it sounds like they knew about it before the report came out and they sure didn't just pop up and, you know, maybe they should have came out. Well, not maybe, they should have came out and said, we're waiting for the – The B sample or something, you know, what I mean something so it makes it seem more legit rather than oh, you know what man This isn't good. Yeah, we knew about it, but we're gonna we're gonna postpone it or cancel it or whatever Um, So as far as it goes any other items that you'd like to discuss when when this stuff comes up because you know I think it should be I think if you're gonna have Vada We both can agree a lot of people can agree if you're gonna sign up for Vada and it pops it should at least be postponed uh, in, in, you know, having a little bit more detail of what we're talking about. Because case by case, it is a case by case thing. But even if it is the six-month thing or whatever, you know, if you're going to do VADA and something pops up, we know VADA has no, even here, they have no, they can't, they're not a a sanctioned body. They're not a, they're a, they supervise the test, sure, but they're not, uh, you know, they don't have any teeth. They have no teeth at all. So it is what, it, I mean, they can kick you out of hot or something like that or make you more, you know, to come back in, you got to be on more of a strict thing or whatever, you know, regimen of testing. Sure, they can do that stuff, but they have no teeth. Uh, UCAD has no teeth. If you threaten to, to, you know, a lawsuit against UCAD, that can get funky all of a sudden. We've seen that before too. So, I mean, I'm sure Vada's in a, in a similar scenario, but they're not the ones, you know, uh, saying no. This fight can't take place. They're just, you know, so so I think rule of thumb: if Vata, if something pops up on Vada, the fight should at minimum be postponed, um, whether it's canceled or not, you know, overall. But it shouldn't take place. Uh, you know, we're in agreements on that. A lot of people are. Some some people aren't. Some people are on the hey, the boxers wanted it, you know. Um, And some people speculate already. This this is kind of like the uh, Tyson Fury uh, case that, oh, we found out about it so long after the the test came out. You know, it's really like, whoa, what's going on? And it almost felt like his time out of the ring, you know, was him having some mental issues, gaining weight and all that, but also almost a a time of like time served in a sense. Well, it's been this long. Can we come to an agreement type thing? I'll go through your little hearing thing, and you give me this, and, and hey, we'll call it clean, you know, that type of thing. It, oh, it has it was, a, I, I, a, definitely a feel part of that. It. Yeah, I that's think that's what it kind of feels like, right?
2: It. Yeah, it was definitely part of it. Yeah, one thing I think I would just add along the lines yeah, of Yeah, go we're ahead and add, about, put,
0: a, put a cherry on this here. Uh, yeah, putting, John.
2: A, putting a cherry on it, I would say this along, it fits with what you were just talking about, Chris, and, and what I was saying is, and I can even really added as a lawyer um you know here here like like again where the sport's going to get into more trouble yeah we know boxing's had this stuff for decades but still they're still going to come a day i think at the pace we're at like this is this is along the lines of where i could see the problem because you would have you could have this in the united states as well so and and you made the mention the fury was a good example as well so um so let's say i mean They could let's say just to to, you know save face with Conor Ben let's say Hearns lawyers uh, on behalf of Conor Ben they do fight with the British Board of Boxing Control and you could have this in the U S let's say with one of the more powerful commissions let's say uh, somebody because it's in the U S you get into that concept of it's state action you know like you know the concept really of even U S constitutional law like. You know, if the New York State Athletic Commission acts or the Nevada State Athletic Commission acts, you know, and then the lawyers on behalf of some fighter for a promoter, let's say somebody tested positive or something like that. And they're making these kind of arguments, Hearn's entering into it with Ben and they say, well, you know, states barring his livelihood. And and then, you know, normally when you're taking on the state, I mean, the the concept in, in the United States, has always been, you know, you're, you're giving extra protections to the individuals because the state's so powerful, you know, which would be the, the, your state government or your federal government. But in these boxing instances, with boxing not being the sport it used to be in terms of popularity, um, you know, these state athletic commissions don't have the personnel or resources uh, you know, like other state agencies or other actions of the state, so what i 'm getting to is this would be like you said about typical casual fans I mean you know how how far how far are, are the citizens of a state going to want to bother to fund an athletic commission, especially if they 're involved in litigation you know with with promoters uh, every time a right. drug test. Comes and they don't have the resources they're already saying to do the drug testings and you know then you have to have fighters paying for drug testings we're already at that and things like that you, you can see how it's not going to work so again this is what I'm saying about guys like what Hearn's doing I'm not saying other promoters don't do it but this to me is where there's a danger this is it's not necessarily even bluster like like you said again a good example with the Fury you know Fury kind of sat it out had things tied up you know positive test and then just kind of sat out himself commissions you know with boxing fading and popularity they're, they're not going to have the resources even though they they are you know a part of the state or part of you know the country in the case of the UK they're, they're, they're not going to have the resources the experts the funding to you know because nobody's going to you know, nobody's going to want to give it to them. I mean, that's what I mean. Boxing is not at that state where people are going to care. So, you know, then you would normally say, well, the next, and and, we, and you're going to laugh because you know what the answer to this is, would be, oh, well, let boxing regulate itself. We know, you know, in other words, like I'm I'm saying in theory, like. Yeah, that's done effort.
0: really, yeah, we, we've seen that. <laughs> we've seen right. firsthand experience of that.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, let's say in theory, like you know the the Nevada State Athletic Commission were to fold its tent or the B, British Board of Boxing Control or the New York State Athletic Commission we know I, i'm kind of make uh, i'm putting out a rhetorical question like like we, we we know with boxing the way it is that the answer is not going to be able to be regulated itself because boxing is is dysfunctional and can't do it they've already proven they can't do it so if there's no regulation, the next step is there is no more boxing. You know that's that's what I'm saying. Like in other words, if if they, this is where this to me can be a real danger. You know if, if if Nevada can't regulate them anymore, or New York can, or New Jersey, or California, or the British Board of Boxing Control. You know, then at least in in the Western countries, I mean, you know that that's that could be the end. Of, <laughs> That could be the end of boxing because they, boxing can't regulate itself. So here, here's what I'm getting to. Like, I mean, would, I mean, even society, people that don't normally care, they're going to hear about it. I mean, I don't think there would be a tolerance to allow boxing to go on with with two guys juiced to the gills with no athlete, no state athletic commission regulating them, and they're going to literally fight and possibly kill each other. I, I think that's probably the end of the line um, and I i don't think it's crazy to say I mean this is the path you know you head down as the popularity drops like you said former casual fans because I always say there are no more casual fans left really we use the term but they're gone there were it existed like I, I brought up an example um, you know from the 70s which I think is true though I mean you know like in, in, the, in the 1970s you had like these casual boxing people who just followed the heavyweight division, but they really did follow it. But like, that was all they followed in boxing. But you, you would, you would find lots, you would find lots of people in the U S and, and even in other countries in the world that would do that, you know, but, but those people are gone now. Um, They don't, they don't follow any of it anymore. So, um, you know, it just shrinks up and shrinks up and, and, and all, all this stuff's part of it. Like you said, it's not today. It doesn't mean today we're saying, Oh, Connor Ben had a positive PE test. Boxing's over,
0: but yeah, it's, it's dead, just, right. Right, it's just no, one it's of the right. many things that add to it. Like I said, the mismatches, right. uh, the weight, whether it's being able to rehydrate a ton or being limited on how much you can right. rehydrate. The mismatches, the sanctioning body, so much, right? Right, exactly. It's just one, but
2: it is one more thing. It's it's just it is one more piece even if you just wanna look at it as a grain of sand. But it is something oh, that yeah, adds you're right. to and, that, and that's the way yeah. I see what just happened. It's 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 and the Valdez just as well. You know, same thing to me, same situation. Um and ESPN went put it on and, and top blank went with it and uh you know, look, we, we know look and you know here's another good example, Chris, before I you know, trying to wrap it up, but um but it is comparable. Look, fighters legitimately—you know—sometimes we, we, it, it's suspect. But a lot of times, let's face it, just like any other sport too, you have a legitimate injury when the fighter can't go forward with the fight. Okay, they got to take a hit on that. You know, we know that. We know even the networks from the heydays in the in the seventies and the eighties. I've, you know, read the postscript of it. I mean, with these kind of things that happen in boxing, that is some of the reasons why the networks got out of it. But. But you know it's still gonna happen, like in other words, there's times you gotta take a hit. the fight's not gonna happen. I mean, look, Joe Cordina just got injured, right? You know he had a hand injury, can't fight um you know Hearn should take it like that. I mean, you know Con- you know it, it happened that that's it it's out you know he's trying to save Connor Ben's reputation and things like that, but you can't do it you know some- sometimes in life that's all of us you know you gotta there's times to fight and there's times you sure. gotta take a hit and and that's just that's what should have been happening here that. That didn't. it's still not happening on their on their behalf, and you know I think top rank did the same thing, so that's what I' just say it's it's just one more one more bad thing for boxing and and I agree with the people that have said um you know this second half of the year I agree with that i mean, if you're gonna be really honest, I mean yeah, you can always pull out a good fight here and there, but it hasn't really shaped up that good. With, with yeah, it's falling flat
0: mess. on but. its face. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly somewhere so. in mid July, somewhere we had some good stuff early July, and basically mid July, it's it's falling flat on its face.
2: Yeah, and I don't let it go, but I I've been building up to this, and I don't know exactly which way it's going to go, but I I think to me it does tie in. Less than two weeks away now, um, the theme that I've been saying, like it's it's not a it's not a great main event. It's not something you'd ideally want on pay per view, but I think where the U.S. stands with boxing, all these reasons we're talking about. Like, if Deontay Wilder at this stage, coming off some good Showtime showings, he's been on NBC, um, for this era, good TV showings with Fury twice, you know, I know it's hilarious, but I'm still saying it. If, if he can't, you know, if, if this does, like, look, we put it to DAZN, you know, um, and that was a better yeah. matchup, but still, you know, and and they couldn't yeah, deliver. Yeah. We didn't think they could, and they didn't. But I, I don't know what this one. You know, I think Wilder has gotten popular, but like, they can't do ninety thousand on this, even though it's Helleneus. They can't do ninety thousand. They can't do one hundred thousand. I'm going to throw it out there, you know, outside of Crawford and Spence fighting each other. Um, you know, if Deontay Wilder, I know it's hilarious, but still, if he can't, if he can't carry something at this stage. I, I think, you know, U.S. boxing and, and even boxing, like we talk about this decline, they, they kind of need it. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'm still saying not the ideal opponent, but you've got an interesting undercurrent right, of course. Yes. Plant and Durrell. And Plant has gotten a lot of exposure, you know, in recent years. You know, he's kind of one of the PBC pioneers like that. He's gotten the exposure. He's had the good showings one time on FS1 with Scott the guy himself. Uh, and then you know, of course, it's Canelo, but still, it takes the numbers up. Good pay-per-view showing. You know, if this can't, if this, I'm not saying a blockbuster or anything, but I'm just saying if this can't do something uh, on October 15th in the U.S. the fall more people are watching TV, you, you're just you're just running out of things that are going to do something. I mean, outside of Spence Crawford, there's there's not too much else out there. Because look, Canelo, he put himself on his own in the U.S. And he just fought for Golovkin for a third time. Probably did maybe better than they could have expected, even though they wanted more, but still not not nothing huge. Um, you know, his exposure has been down because he keeps fighting on the zone a lot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Where...
0: And also, yeah. you know, what are they expecting considering that, well, Fox is doing the fight, but what are, the, what are they in general expecting uh, being that, the next fight might be Wilder-Ruiz. You know, are they okay with taking a loss to kind of have not an infomercial, but, you know, that type of feel where he's supposed to win this fight and we're going to ramp up, you know. Th- there's a lot that goes into that. But you are right. If it, if we get some, you know, 110,000, um, right. then it's like, well, I mean, that, you know, that it is what it is, you know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, no, you, you make a good point. You make a good point yeah. on that. I think people are uh, really looking at that. You have of, a couple Wilder more Held- minutes. Or are you? Are you? Uh, yeah, I got. I got.
2: No, I got got a couple more minutes, and like, then then I'll go. But I just say, yeah. I mean, I, and it's my instinct too, but and I'm really looking at it, and I really do believe this strongly going into this October 15th. You, you look at it on the surface real quick. You think, oh, it's Wilder-Hilarius. That's not really a good pay per view. But if, if Wilder can't. You know, if Wilder can't carry something himself at this point, I'm not mocking like Wilder. I mean, I think he's made a lot more money, done a lot better than a lot of people expected. And and even if this went bad, I'm not like knocking him. That's not really my point. It's just more of like a U.S. boxing type thing even slightly worldwide, you know, because Wilder's a heavyweight, a big puncher. He's been in exciting fights, coming off fight of the year. He's gotten that U.S. exposure that's finally built up, even though, you know, he's 36, yeah. going on 37. If he can't carry something at this stage, you know, he's in the late stage now, too. He's definitely entering the late stage, and he's got Plant as a sidekick here. Um, you know, then you're then you're kind of just, like, down to, like, it's Spencer Spence Crawford or nothing. I think that'll sell, but and,
0: and you know, that's one and, fight. You know, Tank and Ryan yeah, Garcia, Garcia or something
2: like that, yeah. I'm not counting out, yeah, I, I mean, rumors that are going to happen. I, I, I Tank Garcia could do it too, but it's going to take something like that and, and unless somebody like Wilder does something.
0: Yeah, it'll be, I mean, and we always kind of, we, we kinda, you kind of get a feel of, well, we didn't get a report, That probably means it did really bad. Maybe we'll get some half-assed reports from biased people. But if you don't get any kind of report like we have on some of these, it usually means, okay, (laughs) it did pretty bad then. You know what I mean? That's generally how we can – and maybe it'll be reported 150, 200. If he gets over 200,000 nowadays, I'd say that would be a win for them in a sense. Now We don't know the the guarantees, uh, but – you know doing over 300,000 with Hellenius I don't know it, you know that would be that would be huge if he did 300,000 but then again Hellenius that's... Hellenius was on Fox with his first right. upset, and then he was on the co-feature or was it the co-feature or was it just on the undercard uh on the the last fight so
2: the undercard uh, I think right
0: cuz he was he was on that yep. undercard which did a yep. still a nice number a big number so what yeah. what are your thoughts that on that? Like the yep. number, yeah, I do too. It's been proven. But what do you? What would you think of? Because when you talk about he needs that, can he carry this? What would be carrying it to you in this one? I'm, I'm with like you. Number but, wise, I don't.
2: I don't think that this is good compared to the older eras. But I think for this era, I, I'm looking at that. You're looking at it just like I am. I, I think that's what I got in mind. Like, I think Wilder himself, even though it's hilarious. In this late stage with all his exposure, he, he I think he needs to pull a three hundred thousand. Um, and, and you know, I'm not saying it's so that would be happen, that but, would
0: be higher than him and Ortiz the second one, but that was a while ago, and he's been on two bigger right. ones. That's a exactly. lot. That is a lot for nowadays.
2: It is, but that's what I'm looking at. With that, kind of what I got mine. I, I think, I think he needs to do like a three hundred. I, I mean, um, huh. otherwise, it's going to be ordinary. Um, And I think the disasters, I'm looking at just like you. I mean, because let's face it, with with boxing in 2022, it it could happen. You know, if I'm wrong that Wilder just hasn't built up that much at this stage and it's hilarious he's fighting. I mean, if he does like a 110 or something like that, um, you know, I'm with you. I'm going to be looking for some credible sources, and if they give a number – see. I was gonna say, like, if the boxing scene guys did it, which you know, CBS and Showtime basically own them, then it'd be biased. But you might think they know. They know, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, they, we have both seen, ways on
0: that. Yeah, right.
2: Because we
0: have seen
2: why I would pay attention though is just what you said, Chris, is because we know that their pattern in recent times has been if it's bad, they won't put it out. They just won't say anything. Right. And Stephen Espinosa who's been up front a lot of times about some of these things, he did say it. He said, look, you know, these streamers don't have to put up their numbers. Um, I'm not putting up my numbers anymore when they're not, <laughs> when they're not that good because yeah. these guys don't do it, and I don't want to have it held against us. Pretty much said it straight out, and that's when they started doing that because they used to put them out anyway, um, as you saw, like I did. And then this new policy started, but they put out the Canelo plan which nobody's really disputed, um, 850. Um, and, you know, nobody's really disputed those, yeah, those top rank, showtime yeah. ESPN combos of the Wilder Furies of what was like the, right. the 850 and the 500. And, you know, nobody's really disputed those. So um, I believe those. Um, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, at, see, at least
0: I, ballpark, you know. At least ballpark.
2: I'm thinking – I'm thinking 300. I I think that would be – Yeah, I think anywhere from 200 to
0: 300 nowadays would be somewhat carrying, 250, 275, Uh, with this opponent, I should say, with this opponent. Yeah, with this opponent, Um, right, Zach. Do you have a couple more minutes or you got to go? Yeah, I got a couple more minutes. Okay. I wanted to get your take on the Coppinger report about some of the details that his report that his sources whether it's a source Close to the Cropper team whether it's right out of the Cropper team Whatever now, you know pugmire Dan uh, Jake they've all said Even Espinoza come out and said it. I don't know if that's true either But this is what he said that there hasn't been any change in the negotiations, right? But I wanted your take on the Coppinger report because it's been taken out of context, and it never really was put into context. That was the problem. But it, it came down to the non-guarantee, right? So people have taken that and said, well, Heyman's not even give, giving him upfront money. It's all non-guarantee. Well, non-guarantee can mean that, which is very unlikely, because we've heard of, like, Ward Kovalev. Like the, I think the rematch Kovalev got completely screwed on that one. But you rarely hear anybody in a pay-per-view main event not getting some sort of purse guarantee up front and then trying to make money on the back end. It said non-guarantee, meaning I don't know exactly what I'm going to make, where that's a difference between he's not giving me up any upfront money, which would be ridiculous. This is all alleged, of course. But what was your first thoughts? when you heard some of the detail of Coppinger report and why November 19th it's not going to happen and they're having some issues. Because remember, like 10 days before that or whatever, he had said they basically are sending the con. They've agreed to all the stuff. They're sending out the, the contracts and they're crossing the T's, dotting the I's, the legality stuff now that it's coming down to. I feel like that would have been discussed if a guy wants oversight or some sort of look under the books or the i want to see the full budget i want to see what everything is so i know if that's an okay deal for me on the back end yada 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 we already know that pay-per-view is a risk anyway you get some guaranteed money up front you get a, a purse and then your money's on the back end potentially what were your thoughts on that because it, it's been it's basically the narrative folks out there have grabbed this and run like like, they won't even be given bud any money. It has to be all on the on the back, set, back end um, after the overhead's been paid. What are your thoughts on that report, sir? My
2: thoughts are, um, and people are going to take it, I, I'm actually, well, they, they might take it as a criticism or they might take it as, like, I'm, I'm justifying it, but, you know, this is the boxing business. I mean, it's... It could it, there could be like you know some credibility to but to me what what kind of didn't play out is you know and and we know how in theory a boxer being a free agent a lot of money but you know look when when PBC's kind of done it without saying it and top rank Aram has come out and said this a few times um, and you know I, I don't really necessarily blame them for it because PBC's kind of done it sometimes without saying it like. You know, you, you got a lot, like put into your fighter. Um, you know, with a with a with getting him. Like, look, look at the way Heyman had to climb the climb the mountain with PBC, trying to build it up. You know, with the time buys, getting the network exposure, proof that these things matter. You know how much the exposure matters. They actually started out buying their time. Uh, what I'm getting to here is, I kind of made the assumption you know, when Crawford got into the lawsuit with Top Rank that he had kind of looked at the landscape. And, and you know, l- l- I think Manny Pacquiao was a good example of this. Um, you know, I thought he was kind of looking at it maybe the Pacquiao way, like, uh, you know, PBC's got all the guys I can fight. And let's face it, it's it's that welterweight. And then because it gets rumored, but he's not PBC, if he even wanted to fight, you know, Jermell Charlo or something right. like that. Oh, right, right, um, right. You know, and Pacquiao did this model, whether you like it or not, but uh and Pacquiao had his little promotional stable then that PBC got going and things. I right, thought yep. you know, you know, he was in the litigation with because that's where he was gonna go and, and I'm taking this as like and reports seem to kinda of back it up like he he's kinda got his own management and he's doing this like free agent kind of role. And to me, you know, if I'm the PBC guys behind the scenes with all they've got invested in, in Errol Spence, you know that's what maybe that report there could be some truth to it. You know, maybe there's just not a lot of enthusiasm here for, you know, hey, look, you know, Terence, you, you're you're not you're not signing a multi-fight deal with us. Uh, you know, I I don't know how far you know you know how far we want to bend over backwards to to help you out here or work with you, uh, right. You know, like not not a fear of fighting him or anything, or that Spence is going to lose. But we need
0: the, we need some multiple fights on you, basically, because we're we gonna we're gonna have fights. you go to 54 and fight Charlo. Then it's basically like a pat each other on the back. We got a bunch of money for you in big matchups, but you're gonna have to sign on. Basically, what Devin Haney just had to do.
2: Yeah, like you know, we could say this in fairness. I mean, you know, Crawford's not Canelo. I mean.
0: A B C they exactly. still wanted to
2: get yep. multi deals with Canelo, but Canelo fight and play at once Canelo. Yep. Um, right. you know, Crawford's not that Crawford for modern boxing, I mean his numbers are better than some guys because you know, you just don't have many guys that yeah. have gotten exposure. Right. He's been on ESPN. But but he, he, he doesn't have any he doesn't have any blockbuster performances of carrying things. He's gotten more exposure than most guys at this point. So he does bring something there,
0: but oh yeah, no doubt about yeah.
2: it. But again, all credible reports were his pay per view with Porter didn't do well. Um, right, didn't seem to. I didn't get to feel it did well. Um, so yeah, I, I would think it's that. That, that kind of surprised me, and, and I'm guessing that I don't think it's a fear thing. But I'd be shocked
0: the, if they wasn't willing to give him any upfront money. Though. I'd be shocked at that. Now, if yeah. K- Cropper comes out and says that, like the they they announce uh Spence and Thurman and Cropper comes out and said that, then I'll then I'll believe it more, you know? But right. I highly doubt that he's not going to get any upfront money. The non yeah. is cuz you don't know how much money you're going to make on pay-per-view cuz you got to see the numbers
2: too. They would be I mean, come on, for the kind of money they put out, they would be willing to give him something.
0: I'd be crazy, and I'd be also critical of his own team. <laughs> you know, like, dude, what are you guys right. doing? Like, he, That's why I don't believe that report uh, as far as that part of it, the guarantee yeah, thing, they, because it's like on both sides it really doesn't line up. Maybe it's true, right. but, man, that would be crazy.
2: No, because, you know, we know – in boxing numbers for a fight that big, we know how low it would be. I mean, why why wouldn't they give him a guarantee of like one or two million or you know something like five, that? Whatever, yeah, something. Yeah, five. That's. I mean, you know, I know how low that is for this kind of a fight. But I'm just saying, like again, I do think this one can do well pay per view. I, I, this right. is one of the ones, like you said, Tank Garcia. I mean, those are two. There's not too many. Those those are a couple I feel could do real well. I believe in those fights with their you know, potential to, potential to sell. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I mean, there there doesn't seem to be something Look, we're already in October and for more people viewing, they do like to have these things in the fall um, or at least the early winter. Um, It does. So it looks like, looks like we're running out of time, but you're not going to have it like at Christmas, you know? So um, it, it looks like we're, looks like we're running out of time here. We may not be totally out of time, but, um, you yeah, know, they kinda, got it kinda...
0: quick, real yeah. quick. So Al Dawson, who's a, you know, credible guy. We want to give him credible a lot credible guy. So he had a, um, you know, he, he, there at Insider, he did an article about uh, the deep talks that, you know, uh, Javante Davis and, and Ryan Garcia are in, right. And in uh, Oscar, was actually on camera. Someone asked him, "Hey, what's up with what's up with the fight?" He said, "It's pretty close for January." He literally said it, right? So that doesn't have to do with what I'm going to say. But he tweeted it out. Al Dawson did, you know. And someone asked him, you know, is about the Spence Crawford, and he said, "Stay tuned for news regarding that mega fight too." And someone asked him when, and he said, "Tomorrow." Throwing that it. out there, yeah. yeah throwing that out there, and in, in November nineteenth seems like it's probably not going to happen because that would be probably the, you know, it's seven weeks. It's actually, le- well, probably about seven weeks, I think, It wasn't last week eight weeks, and we a lot of us were saying if it doesn't get announced by this week, there's there's it's highly doubt they're, they're, doubtful they're going to do it two two months in you know less than eight weeks basically. But if it's that December third date. You know, or December 17th date that they were talking about, then that makes a lot more sense. But I just wanted to throw that out there.
2: Yeah, those are dates that could make sense. Somebody
0: – it
2: seems like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, the latest your real big fights is you, know, you get into that holiday realm in boxing. Right. And I think Leonard Duran 3, which, of course, the fight didn't work out, but it was huge going into it, um, like first week of December – um you know, not too many – you know, you, you get yeah, those – Yeah, Fury megabytes. Wilder,
0: the first one, it, Fury Wilder, was yep. on uh, the conference championship weekend. Because I remember they yep. had a really great ad on uh, CBS during the uh, SEC championship for it. Um, right.
2: so you could spend, I mean, a week before Christmas or something yeah, that's like tough. that. Um, but I could see anything from November 19th through the first week of December. I mean, if they needed a few more weeks and they wanted to go with the first week of December, I think it would still work as a mega event.
0: Um, yeah.
2: I mean, Leonard Hurst. Well, I Leslie, appreciate yep.
0: you, you uh, calling in on, on a random night. Any other items you want to talk about, sir? I just might
2: as well wrap up uh, since I we did get a chance to go over this stuff, Chris. I mean, the, well, I, I, I think that the Showtime card this week has a little does have some good entertainment value. Not to me, the main event, I love watching Fondora fight. Like every, I've been a believer and and love watching the guy fight. He's one of my favorite guys to fight. But I, I'm not in the camp that thinks like Ocampo is some sort of underrated opposition here. The guy's beaten no one. Um, you know, yeah, it shouldn't out be a main event.
0: event. shouldn't be a main no. event, correct?
2: I mean, so I, I think that's Fondora easy, but you know, this is, uh, Adama coming off, you know, a great performance yeah. against Derevay that... where he looked spectacular. Had Salas, had him boxing, very hard. I mean, that guy was just a puncher, slugger. I mean, the transformation was amazing, amazingly effective, because, you know, Derevay and Chico, might be worn out. He might turn out to be worn out after fighting Golovkin, but, uh, you know, still, the guy knows how to fight, extensive amateur career. Adonis looks spectacular, but, you know, Montiel is one of those guys... Doesn't happen that often, legitimately, but but he is like one of those guys that's come on late. You know, had problems early in his career, but he's got real power. You know, went the distance with Jermall Charlo. Um, you know, it might have been the ghost of James Kirkland that that he blew out, but uh, that to me is like still better than anybody that Ocampo's fought when you compare it to the main event. So, I think Montiel don't like to use this too much because. You don't want it to be too wishy-washy, but, like, you know, I I loved Adamas's last performance, but, you know, Montiel seems to be, he now, to to me, he seems to be too big of an underdog. I tweeted out today. And then you've also got that night, Galaskis, against uh, the professor, Michael Fox, who got robbed against Mastray. Yeah, there's three
0: fights that they're going to show on, not to cut you off, but Facebook and YouTube. And that's the main event on that card. There's three fights that they're going to stream before the triple header uh, televised.
2: And that's a really good fight. I mean, and, and like, so that yeah, man, I like, I like that a lot fight. too. And uh, I think Fox is, seems to be too big of an underdog. Again, Kabyalovskis has had credible showings against good opposition like Ortiz and Crawford, and he's got real power. And, you know, he's got amateur background. Um, but, you know, Fox, I think people kind of just because they're brothers, you know, throw him in with his brother. He, he's better than his brother. Um, I just say that because I think people then just assume they're the same you know, they're the same guy. Style's style similar, but, you know, Michael Fox is better. You know, he's he doesn't have any pop either, but, you know, he, he, he's better than his brother, Akantas Fox, you know. Um, so I think people maybe confuse that a little bit. I mean, I think – I'm not saying, you know – he shouldn't be an underdog, but I think he's capable of outboxing Kabulaskis. But that'll be that's a good style matchup. Like it would be tense the whole way, you know, with Kabulaskis' power. You know, even if he is outboxing him, can he can he make it the distance and then Monty can bang, his power's
0: real. Um and Well that's then Fox a, isn't fighting at the armory, so he doesn't gotta worry about, you know, the WB <laughs>
2: Right, yeah. I mean the guy got the guy got robbed, so I like those a lot and Cajas you know, he, he was a – it's kind of funny. He, he, was a, he was a boring fighter, and then he became exciting. He's one of those guys. You know, it's kind of like Lara's doing lately. I mean, not that their styles are the same, but, but like, you know, he, a guy was in boring – all of a sudden he, he started getting And into that exciting. was all
0: action, that fight, too, that first one, all action. Right. Like, copy yeah, box yeah. number, record, and all that. I think he landed over 400 punches or something like that. I read uh, – I just saw it again. I said it. I think I said it on air when I had to do a show earlier this week. I think it was 420 landed punches or something like that. But uh, not him, but yeah, not him. He landed a ton of punches too. They like set a record, basically. Right. Yeah, and like so, I've been a little bit, and I think it's.
2: I think I have a, a you know a legitimate basis for it. You know, and, and you you've understood where I'm coming from, Chris. Little bit critical a show that even though some of these matchups competitive they put on that, that they have tended to go with the smaller guys. Like, I'm okay with this because, and I, I'm not saying I don't like watching them, but I just think again, you know, they've are they never been as popular in the U.S. And then if everybody else is is on pay-per-view, you know, I, I find as a follower of boxing in the U.S., that get, that a little frustrating to me. I mean, you, know, you can try to be hipster and say about the little guys, but hey, you know, traditionally in the U.S., they're not the popular divisions, but just saying that, like, I like the way this is set up, like Tejas and Martinez, but, you know, we've also got, you know, that night, you got Fox and Kabyalaskis, you know, welterweights, and then you've got, you know, this this good uh, middleweight fight between Montiel and Adamas, and like I said, I love watching Pandora at 154, but I think that'll be an easy win for him, but I mean, like, it's balanced, like, I'm happier with that, you know, like, if you're going to give me a matchup of, you know, let's say something under featherweight, 126 pounds. Not that, like I said, there's a lot of guys I like watching. I like the good matchups, but, but I prefer like, you know, I, I don't need the night of the, I don't need the night of the 122 pounders or the 115 pounders or the 108 pounders. me one of those in there. I'm good with it, but I like this card where that's just one, one fight on the bill. Um, so this card's a, a, a little better than I thought it was going in because I just don't think Ocampo's got much for Fundora, but um, I'm pretty enthusiastic, especially after the stench of the the Ben thing. At least this, this is a this is a pretty pretty decent looking because Fundora does provide entertainment. I mean, at the least, even if even if he's going to uh, end up getting an easy win, he, he's a fun guy to watch how he does it. So. Um, yeah, you know, and there is something there so this card starts Saturday night uh i think you know some of the underdogs the odds makers always know best i'll still say it but they seem like they seem like value underdogs some some the old live underdog phrase guys like montiel and Fox here. so i think it's looking yeah. like a pretty good call
0: yeah it is it it is uh interesting and you know the talk that we've had uh about, you know, something's got to give with this PBC uh, Showtime contract and all that. I finally heard Jake Donovan, him and Lefty doing a show. I finally heard someone else talk about that. That maybe some of this stuff is, is slowing stuff down. We know Spencer Crawford's slowing down uh, the, you know, the a bunch of different fight cards. Uh, whether they're this year or early next year. Um, because you know the dominoes have to to fall and whatnot, but I also think that there's got to be something to that because in September they didn't have a main event card. This is their championship boxing card. They don't have one scheduled for November or December yet, um, so we'll, we'll 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 keep an eye on that. But hopefully, hopefully tomorrow we would get a you know an announcement. That'd be crazy. But once again, thanks for kind of just randomly you know doing this. Uh, podcast tonight john
2: all right chris thanks for having me as always good talking with you
0: and, and by the way um my schedule is a little funky because i'm going to go out of town next weekend um so i think i'm going to try to do like uh, past six o'clock a show on sunday i don't know the exact times but just kind of let you know about that might be all monday right. but I, i'm my first target is Sunday night just see it. Up that might
2: that might that might be a good might be a good one for me. I be, I might be just showing uh, out, finishing up some NFL. Some so. So, yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Awesome. You take it easy. Sounds good. Take care. All righty. So um, you know I'm not going to go too deep on you know stuff. Um, just to kind of finish that off, we mentioned the the mean machine Kavaloskis and uh, Fox, um also featherweight contenders, Edward Vazquez and uh Victor Slavinsky, a eight round fight, and also the uh, unbeaten flyweight prospect Gabrielle Fondor, the sister of uh Sebastian. She's taking on, uh, from Mexico, Naomi Rees in a 10-round fight. So just a heads up with that. That starts at, oh, okay. So this is before. what? So it starts at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 uh, Pacific. To uh, think about that. And like I said, kind of going along with that theme of, is the PBC in negotiations with Showtime to re up you know, their deal or anybody else, whatever, um, you know, I mean, just look at the main of the last three main events. The, uh, you know, 2021, they had the banner year. were network of the year. I thought most people did um, earlier this year, it, actually all the way till probably that, uh, that was it? Magsio Varket. That was early July. I think it was July 9th. They had, there was multiple fights. Uh, offense i should say but after that you had and i'm just trying to tie it to 2014 right how showtime somewhere in the summer like august and on kind of fell off 2015 showtime kind of fell off because of the network stuff then you know 2017 or 16 especially 17 and 18 they went strong again and it seemed like all the stuff was gonna be on showtime and then you know 2019, the Fox deal kicked in, I guess 2000, yeah, nineteen, eighteen technically, I guess. But 2019 was a rough year for Showtime, not as strong, that's for damn sure. So much like 2015. Um, and I'm just saying, late July, Danny Garcia, Jose Benavides main event, Broner Fig main event, and now this Fundora Ocampa main event. Um, not what they've normally done. Uh, the last year and a half and then flashback, you know beyond those time uh, periods that I've talked about Otherwise showtime's been strong as hell and it's had the best boxing if you date it back to like probably 2012 13 or whatever, you know those little gaps no doubt just do had a run ESPN's actually in a run right now um Fox that 2019 was pretty damn solid yada 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 so um, just something to think about when it comes to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Spence stuff definitely has to be holding stuff up. but like I said, I wanted to document that and tell uh tell you know tell tell John about that too,' because I did hear Jake talk about it. Someone sent this to me about Connor Ben uh from a while back. This is Chris Eubank, jr that uh tweeted this today. Kind of interesting clip all of a sudden given the no. first of all the
1: breaking news as you've heard about potentially that fight between Joshua and Miller being cancelled. How you've reacting as a boxing fan yourself. Well I just heard it when I got to the gym this morning, I can't believe it. Biggest night of your life, biggest fight of your career. And you know, you get twisted, positive for a banned substance. it 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 baffles me. When you see boxers at the top level, Concern themselves with these sort of issues, especially this close to a massive fight. I mean, does that not concern you as a professional in that field? Well, my nutritionist. I think I'm not even you know at world level. My nutritionist has go at me for taking vitamin C tablets if they haven't been tested. So the team he's got around him should say, listen, check all your substances. You're adding a few good quid here, and, and you, why put
0: why put that to risk? Yeah, <laughs> kind of ironic, uh, giving, given given the, the the circumstances. You know what I mean? kind of ironic i did hear and see people talking about this uh testosterone replacement therapy dr ooze is that it use ooze? ooze um and they're you know they have pictures of fury and Ben uh with this testosterone replacement guy now this is just you know this is these are posts uh, this is like allegedly they're they're seeing them i don't know uh, there was like, so, this was along with it, with with a strong uh, special interest in sports and exercise medicine. This doctor worked with some of the biggest names in boxing and MMA, including uh, Tyson Fury, Joseph Par- uh, Parker, Connor, Ben, Patty Pimplet, and many others. Um, I, don't, I don't know about this guy. I don't know a lot. I, I was just kind of showing you showing it to you, talking about it. By the way, Tyson Fury has stated that his uh, next opponent uh, for his next fight, December 3rd in Cardiff, will be announced this week. So maybe that'll be tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Not really sure there. Um, what else did I want to – oh, here's a – so this is Coppinger. Daniel Dubois was in talks to fight Gillian White on November 26th would have been an excellent coin flip heavyweight matchup, so of course it didn't get made. Instead, Du Bois, or Du Bois, uh, yeah, it is Du Bois, was going to fight, I got a friend named Du Bois, and I always say that, that damn name wrong. It's, it's pronounced a little different up here, especially in the South. Instead, Du Bois uh, was going to fight Lucas Brown, a mismatch so the gross, oh wait, a mismatch so gross of a BB, so gross that, they did the right thing and refused the sanctioning. Uh, Boxing red gray came out though and was like, uh, "Brown was coming off a TK a, a first round TKO over Junior Fa." What the F are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh yeah, you know what? He's got a point there. Uh, they they already messed up once, uh, so they're just trying to make up for it. And he goes on the tweet: um, gross mismatch, buddy, Hasim Rahman, literally limped into the ring to fight Vlad Klitschko for the IBF title. Not sure how um, Dubois and Brown would be worse. Um, So, (laughs) he's got to fight back and forth. Um, And by the way, this is Jake Donovan. Um, Earlier this morning, Hearn did come out and say, I will not be promoting this fight with a foreign commission or, you know, alternate governing body. Uh, So, you know, Coppinger, we did something, um, you know, that type of thing. I didn't want to, uh, you know, clear that up. Um, so, and as far as the insider report in deep talk, they, you know, they, he, he, uh, Al did have this report that I just tweeted as well. Um, basically, he says four sources. So, from Los Angeles, you know, Javante Garcia representatives are positive are having positive discussions about what could be one of the boxing's true mega fights. Four sources with knowledge of the situation told Insider this week. Golden Boy President Eric uh, Gomez told Insider from his downtown Los Angeles office that um, they're working towards that fight. And uh, Roberto Diaz, the matchmaker VP over at Golden Boy, also told us he knows gomez is in deep talks about the event and uh, the communication is there which is very possible Uh, one source close to davis uh, confirmed these talks to insider by saying that they thought the bout was very close now on top of oscar saying stuff as well about the fight uh, we'll see you know where that goes um. Oh, this is kind of funny. From Jake Paul, he said, "I can't wait to see all those texts and emails between Eddie Hearn and the parties involved in this fiasco." And he says, hashtag Discovery, because of course that that lawsuit uh, that's that's taking place. Um, I don't want to hold you guys too much here. Um, you know what I mean. It's it is what it is uh do do, do 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 oh here's a adam booth um if you test positive on an a sample you're not you're not suspended until the b sample is also positive so hold back on the breaking news leave it until seventy two hours before the fight and then report it b sample test knowing full well the b test can't be done before the fight uh yeah that is something oh by the way spence errol spence tweeted No, he didn't tweet the fight like the announcement but he said shit is happening next all you need to know that's what he said okay so anyway i'm gonna get out of here um don't want to overdo it here uh yeah i'm gonna get out of here yeah Enjoy the fights this weekend. It does suck. I was intrigued about that fight. Hopefully things get, you know, figured out or whatever, and they get to fight at some point. But I I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But enjoy the fights we have, and let's hope, you know, we get more positive news as a, as a boxing fan base, right? Anyway, I'm out of here. Peace. Once you become the world
2: champion,
1: I believe that.